This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He is the House Judiciary uh, Committee Chairman. It's uh, Ohio District 4 Republican, great state, again, of Ohio. We're heard there every night in Jim Jordan's district. It's Jim Jordan. Jim, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Good to be with you, Joe. It's good to have you. So there's so much going on. I want to get into Hunter Biden. I want to get into the Biden crime family. I want to get into yeah. all the, the inner workings of what you've got going on. And we're actually going to gonna get an update on when Hunter will be in front of your committee coming up. Sure. But, but I want to start with the border. I'm not that far from it. But it really yeah. doesn't matter where you are when it comes to the border. In New Hampshire last night, after the primary, the exit polls that Fox News did showed that 70-something yeah. percent of all people who voted yeah. in the New Hampshire primary for the Republican, Donald Trump, um, their top issue in New Hampshire, Jim, is the border. Uh, is the yeah. border. What, what, what do we have to do to make people understand that the administration made this happen? They caused this. Well, I think they, I think they get it, uh, and, and you're right. The, the, and the reason people make it their top issue is because of, of the magnitude of the problem. I mean, you're there in Texas. You've known it for a long time, but the whole country's seen it because we're on pace to get to 12 million migrants coming in the country in the Biden, uh, Biden presidency. And I tell folks, to, to put that number in perspective, that is equivalent to the entire population of the state of Ohio, our home state. Wow. And we're the seventh largest state. So it, we're not talking an insignificant number. We're not a 12 million migrants and the country now understands that's why eight out of ten uh, uh, voters out in iowa said this that this was a crisis on the border that's why it's the number one issue in new hampshire in that primary uh, and it's not just republicans frankly it's independents and democrats who get it as well just just look at what mayor adams has said in new york yes but they, they get that this this is deliberate this is willful this is this is intentionally done by the Biden administration from day one and that's what's so troublesome uh, i think troubling to americans and why you see President Trump winning the way he's winning in Iowa and New Hampshire and, and winning in polls against Joe Biden across the country. Congressman Jim Jordan joins us. Uh, you are, you're endorsing Trump, yes? Oh, yeah. I've been for President Trump for a long time. I think he's the best president we've had, certainly in, certainly in our lifetimes, yeah. uh, you know, doing what he said he would do. So the, this is the kind of guy we need in there uh, to, uh, to, to, to put things back the way they were. I mean, I, I tell people, think about it, Joe. We went from... I sort of the big four. We went from a secure border to no border. We were just talking about that. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from two dollar gas to three, four, five dollar gas, and no energy policy, crazy energy policy in the Biden administration. And we went from stable prices to to record inflation. And I haven't even got into foreign policy where right. Biden projects weakness from the Oval Office and President Trump projected strength. Um, and so, so we need President Trump back in there, and I've been been for him. I was out in Iowa campaigning with him uh, two weeks ago. And he won big in Iowa, the biggest I think we've seen uh, in, in a multi-person race in Iowa in a very long time, if not ever. And then one yeah. r- rather handily last night, even though a bunch of Democrats came out and voted for Nikki Haley, according yes. to what we're seeing. Yes. So so uh, yes. let's continue on the, on the board. Now, I want to dispel a couple of lies that we're hearing from the press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Day one, 
Biden came into office and offered Jim Jordan a piece of legislation that Jordan refused to, to, to get on board with because uh, he hates Biden or something. Now, you and I both know, day one, what Biden really did was he signed a bunch of executive orders opening the border. Yes. And, and yes. this legislation, Jim, let's just clear the air. That included amnesty, didn't it? It included amnesty for everybody who was here. Yeah, and the only legislation that's passed is our bill, which actually secures the border. Yes. Uh, is immigration enforcement legislation fixes the Flores decision fixes fixes the asylum law? I mean, does the does the right things? But Joe Biden could handle this if he just went back to the policies that were already in place under President Trump. That President Trump did via negotiation with Mexico, uh, the Remain in Mexico policy, yeah. and via executive order. That, that that's the key. Day one, he came in and said, "We are no longer going to build the wall. We are no longer going to have the Remain in Mexico policy. And if you get here, you will be released." Well, when you send those three messages to the to world, it's no wonder a hunt people from 180 different countries are now coming across our border because they, they they see the incentive is all there to come and you get released and you never have to show up for a court appearance for six seven eight nine years it's crazy no it doesn't make any sense it's jim jordan house judiciary committee chairman uh queen jean pierre also said that the razor wire that texas put in place was ineffective now jim i want to again clear the air on this because i'm here in texas i know what they're doing with the razor wire they're not putting razor wire across the entire border stopping people from coming in they're just trying to cause a funnel system to go towards the ports yes. of entry they just don't want people yes. to die and drown in the rio grande they don't want people to die yes. you know in the weather on the banks of the rio grande and for some reason this this dhs wants to take down the, the razor wire and the supreme court that i thought was conservative six to three votes five to four to say we're going to stop the injunction stopping the dhs from taking the razor wire down so it I believe that central government is lying about the razor wire and about what Texas is trying to do. Did, did I just characterize it right that we're not closing the border? Just go to the ports of entry. Yes. And, and you know, this is why um, people say, well, the wall won't stop it. Well, of course it won't stop everyone, but it slows everything down. It stops a lot yes. of people and it does what you just described. It funnels people to where you can actually see who's entering your country. You can evaluate them better. You can find out, are any of these people on the terrorist watch list? Right. And, and you can handle it in a way that's also safe for the migrants, particularly children and, and, and women and children. So that that is all. But for some reason, this administration doesn't want to function that way. They want their, 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 their crazy system where you have all kinds of bad things happening to women and kids uh, coming uh, on this journey. And you have this huge number coming in the country. And for the life of me, I, I, you sort of are stuck with the fundamental question, why? Yeah. Why are they doing it? What is it? And, and, and I don't know the answer for sure. My gut tells me it's some kind of political motivation. But it's it's so harmful to everyone, communities on the border, what it means to their health care, their school system, everything else, and to the people coming across, potential terrorist companies. This is for so many read the fentanyl. I mean, on and on you can go. So I still haven't figured out the why. But I guess the only conclusion you can reach is just some kind of political motivation. Oh, it's got to be. It's uh, Representative Jim Jordan, District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. I appreciate you going there. Let, let's talk about the economy. The other thing that we're getting out of uh, the, the central government, this administration, from KJP, from Biden, from everybody, is that the economy is booming, but Americans basically aren't smart enough to know it yet. Now, you, you just mentioned <laughs> it. All of our costs are up. 17% higher costs across the board for almost all Americans. Real wages are down. Yep. Inflation is still up. Up, yet we really have this government, the Biden administration, saying the American people just don't realize that they, they haven't they don't think they've felt it yet. Uh, Jim, are, is that going to be a winning strategy to tell Americans you're too dumb to realize how good you have it? 
No, and it's again why Joe Biden's approval rating is like thirty three percent, thirty two percent, whatever. I mean, sometimes I hear that, and I, I ask myself, sort of, the, I think the more obvious question is, who are these thirty two percent who actually think he's doing a good <laughs> job? For goodness sake, so. Uh, Americans have common sense. They yeah. get it. They feel it. They know that they're, the purchasing power of the dollar is not what it used to be under President Trump. Uh, they see the things we talked about, the price of gas, the price of food, the price of you know everything, housing, everything. Uh, they see all that. They see the crime in the streets, and they see the border situation. And and they see Joe Biden, who you know uh, under under Joe Biden, you got Russia going into Ukraine, you got Hamas and Hezbollah attacking our dearest and closest friend, the state of Israel. That did not happen under President Trump because right. he projected strength. Um, and then, frankly, they also see, and this is this is where I spent the bulk of my time in, in this Congress. It, they also see the, the federal agencies being turned on the American people, being weaponized against we the people. And and you you put all that together, and they're like, I'm for Trump. I want to go back to that. I yes. want to go back to where, as President Trump said, we were winning versus what what we're what we're experiencing now. Uh, economically, Americans are in bad shape. You and I both know that. The border is wide open, and, and again, we don't know why, but it is. And now we're starting to hear from places like the north side and the south side of Chicago, black communities that are saying, hey, President Trump, come and talk to us. You might have us. It, 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 would, it be, yeah. would it behoove the president to go uh, to, into these communities? He's gone to the border many times, President Trump, and he's won over a lot of people who are generation, uh, generationally voting Democrat to vote Republican because they want a solid border, a nice closed border. Um, should he go to these inner city places? Should he talk to people that feel left out by their mayors and yes. by their party? Yes, we've already seen a, a huge switch uh, and take our state uh, where, where you're seeing uh, middle class, working families, uh, union households, who are now now Trump Republicans, yeah. and I um, mean you see it along pretty close along the Ohio River, but um, we're already seeing that happen. I think he should, uh, particularly when you're having these communities. Take the 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 school district in in uh, in New York, right? I think it's in Brooklyn where they said, "Oh, your kids can't come to school today. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to go to school remotely because we're gonna put we're gonna put we're gonna put migrants in the school building." Like, well, what? What about my tax dollars? What about yeah. my kids' education? Um, after particularly after COVID and everything else. So, um, yeah, I think he should. And I think that uh, that dynamic is already happening. Uh, U.S. Representative Jim Jordan, Judiciary Committee Chair. Jim, I apologize for not knowing it. might have been Jamie Comer's committee, but Hunter Biden shows up and sashays in, sits down with a bunch yeah. of friends. I guess he's doing some docudrama or something, uh, some made-for-TV uh, something about Hunter Biden, how he's a victim. Uh, was that your committee or was that, was that Comer's committee? No, it was actually uh, I'm on both committees, but I was in 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 judiciary, right. um, which is because uh, we were marking up the same resolution, the right. temp resolution, at the time that that uh, our House Counsel felt both committees needed to do that because we're both part of the impeachment inquiry. Yes, so we were marking that up at the at the time when uh, when when Jamie and his committee are the oversight committee, and that's when Hunter Biden and, and, and Kevin Morris is the guy who's purchased a bunch of his art and paper right. and other things. And his and his counsel all came into the into the hearing room. So hey, I was were, you, were you guys happened. notified about that? Uh, just shortly before, literally like moments before, when we sort of got a heads up when the Secret Service comes wow. in and does a does a sweep does yeah. a sweep of the room, uh, then you you, you learn that it's that's likely so, so, to happen. So what is sure that all about? He comes and he doesn't testify, doesn't t doesn't speak. He just sort of looks at everybody with his arms crossed. And then when uh, when MJT starts out, when Marjorie Taylor Greene, I should say MTG, starts speaking, he gets up and leaves, knowing that it was going to cause a ruckus. Jim, is that what we're doing now in Congress? We're just allowing people to come in and and be and make these you know daytime dramas out of it. Well, remember what happened is we actually then passed the resolution through both committees. So both right. committees, Judiciary Committee, Oversight Committee, passed a resolution saying he was in contempt of Congress for not appearing back in December, on December 13th, when he was scheduled for his deposition. Right. And then 
uh, I actually we actually talked about this during our committee hearing uh, between when we passed it uh, in the committee and when we were going to bring it to the floor for the full house to vote on it and send it to the Justice Department. Uh, his lawyer contacted our, our our lawyers on our committee, and now he's coming into uh, for a deposition uh, next month Good. on February twenty eighth. And so is, that's it, how is it going to be on your terms? Yeah, yeah, we're, we we negotiated all how all, how it's going to be, and that's 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 good. We're glad he's coming in because we got we got questions we want to ask him. I mean, I'm mean, one of the questions we want to ask him is who's the big guy? Yes, I mean, I think we all know, but we'd like we'd like to we'd like to know for sure. You so, think you he's going to take the fifth? Say to that question. Uh, you know, that's between him and his his uh, counsel. That's up to that's up to Mr. Biden. We all, right. as as Americans, have have that fundamental right to uh, exercise our Fifth Amendment liberties, and if he chooses to do so, he chooses to do so. But that'll be between him and his counsel. Uh, we'll see. If, if that's what it, what happens, and again, I'm not predicting it, but I, I know that it's an option for him. Uh, would then the Judiciary Committee and uh, is it? It's your committee, right? It's not the Oversight Committee. It is your committee that yeah. will do this. Yeah, both committees will. Will, do will, it, will but, you uh, then? Will you then be able to still present the evidence, whether he answers or not? Well, we will ask him a number of questions. There'll be a court reporter there recording how that how that all 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 plays out. That's okay. uh, it will be on the record. We will establish the record. Uh, we have had witnesses come in, and some take the fifth. Most answer questions. Some do a combination. They said, "Well, I can't answer that because of, you know the ongoing investigation. You know, uh, there's a special counsel who's looking into Hunter Biden, and there's been charges filed in Delaware and 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 in California. So, um, but we'll that that'll be we will we'll work through all of that okay. when he uh, when he comes in. And we're looking forward to finally getting some some truth on the record for sure. It's Jim Jordan, Judiciary Committee Chair of the U.S. House of Representatives, District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. Want to go to Georgia for a bit if we can? Fannie Willis, uh, this is being alleged by Newt Gingrich. You probably have heard the allegation that somebody in the Biden administration got a hold of Fannie Willis and said, you've got to release this indictment tonight because we really screwed up on something that we did over the weekend. The, again, this is from Newt Gingrich, not from me, not from you. Um, Fannie Willis goes at 10 or 11 o'clock at night on a Monday before the grand jury votes and releases a bunch of indictments that the grand jury didn't agree to yet. And now Trump is under indictment in Georgia. And and lo and behold, she's allegedly got a friend, a boyfriend, a something uh, uh, who's uh, one of the prosecutors. And you guys said yeah. enough is enough. We want to know what the hell's going on in Georgia. So what does that process right. look like? What can you do in your committee? Well, a couple of things. One, uh, the, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, Fannie Willis' office, uh, got $14.6 million in grant money from the federal government. Okay. That's that's a concern we have, too. Yes. So we want to know how federal funds are, are being spent. Were any federal funds used in this effort? Were any funds used, federal funds used to pay Nathan Wade? What was Nathan Wade doing when he went to the, when he communicated with the White House, when he communicated with the Justice Department, when he communicated with, with January 6th committee? We've asked right. for those communications. So we, we, we think this is this is serious stuff. Obviously, and uh, we'd like some answers to our questions. So we we reached out to uh, with a letter to Mr. Wade a week and a half ago, and I right. believe that response is due back. Um, we gave a date that we'd like to have these answers by uh, this Friday, I believe. Um, and so we'll see what, if anything, comes back and then what our next step will be. But there's always this give and take and this back and forth that happens in these kind of investigations when we're doing our oversight work so uh but we started that you know when we first learned of this uh, kind of strange situation with mr wade being paid almost seven hundred thousand dollars in i think 26 months of work um and no expert in in, in the rico law yeah. by any stretch of the imagination and that's that's the, sort of the, the the fundamental focus of of her indictment of these uh, president trump and the 18 other individuals 
It's kind of interesting that they're trying to indict, uh, you know, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani on Rico, which is kind of stupid. I mean, he, he's like the, uh, yeah. not the author, but he's the first person who actually used it right. It's, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. Very quickly, if you don't mind, why are you, why are you bringing in, uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra? Well, we're, we're, we're not bringing him in. We're asking for certain information relative okay. to, uh, uh, certain uh, certain uh, immigration issues and, and concerns, and because you know there's so many different agencies who get involved in how this all operates, and there's been some bad things happen to 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 the immigrants as we talked about earlier, yes. women and children, um, and uh, so you know you got you got ICE, you got Border Patrol, you got HHS, and then you got these NGOs where HHS will pay certain non-government organizations then to ha- to help deal with with all these migrants. So we, we we got some serious questions we got there, but we want certain documents and information. That's what we requested. In the last thirty seconds, Jim, if you don't mind, I'm glad you brought up, brought up NGOs. The question I get most because there are NGOs working every single day here in San Antonio. There are hundreds of thousands yeah. of illegal aliens that are being held up in in uh, I believe one uh, one air uh, airport hangar is filled with people, and it's all being yeah. done by these NGOs. You just said that the HHS is giving some money to the NGOs. NGOs, non-governmental organizations, obviously are getting taxpayer funding, and that benefits them. Why would they stop what they're doing? They keep on making more profit, which is crazy. Yeah. Can you, in Congress, shut that money off or at least get an accounting of it and figure out who's getting the money and why? Yeah. Yeah, and and it's not some money; it's a lot of money, Joe. Yeah. They're getting a lot of money because you think about that. You know, we talk about the volume and the magnitude of the problem. How many how many migrants are coming through? Yes. And look, there these are good organizations. I'm not saying they're bad organizations. You know, Catholic Social Services, great organization, doing yes. good work to help people. But you're right; it's a lot of money, and we do feel we need an accounting of what's going on. And and of course, there's they got a there's a financial interest in everyone they help. They're 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 making money, and they're 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 using that money to help to help people as well. So, but it is when you're talking about that much money, that volume of people, it's important that you audit it and know what's going on. So these are some of the things that we're uh, we're trying to look into as well. District Four Republican, the great state of Ohio, Jim Jordan. He's also the Judiciary Committee Chair. Jim, thanks a lot for making time as always. Appreciate you. You bet. Thanks. Take care, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Appreciate Jim Jordan coming on the program. Great information from Jim, and uh, we look forward to Hunter Biden being in front of the committee, that's for sure. We also look forward to seeing what's going to happen with the border. Uh, Listen, the answer is this. If you've ever gotten a hold of a member of Congress, whether it be Senate or House, um, do so again. If you've never done it before, do so now. Let them know you're not okay with 5,000 illegal aliens coming across the border every day before we do anything. You're not okay with that. And the fight that Texas is putting up right now should be one that is top of mind when it, when it comes to going and voting in these uh, primaries, in these caucuses, and certainly when you vote in November. You've got an opportunity now to either say we want the country to be independent and free, or we want the country to basically be just a part of Canada and Mexico. That, that's really the choice. It looks like they want one North America without any separate rules, separate culture, or, se- or separate borders. Not going to work for me. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here.
This is the Joe Pags Show.